It's going to be a quarterback run up the middle. At the 10, at the 5, Murray dies for the end zone. And he's in for the touchdown. Got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and... Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. Give Johnson up the middle. Gets leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt. A tackle for a loss for Watt. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner, a podcast brought to you by Arizona Sports. My name is Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, the Cardinals reporter for ArizonaSports.com, the man that you can find on Twitter at TDrake4Sports, and fresh off a vacation, fresh off of a haircut, back in studio for the first time. Tyler Drake, you're looking good. I would assume that you're feeling good. How was your trip? How was Cardinals OTAs? So much. So much to catch up about. Yeah, yeah. Feels like uh, feels like I've been gone for ever, and really, we've been. It's only been a couple days, really, since the last time I saw you, but it feels like it's been at least two weeks. But yeah, had a great time. Uh, went actually back to the uh, hometown of Kelsoville, California, for uh, one of my buddy's weddings. Shout out to the Zaratis. Uh, congrats on that. Uh, also got to uh, take my daughter back home to the. Uh, to the homeland, the promised land. <laughs> to the promised land for the Sacktown, uh, the first time ever north of Sacktown. Sorry, north of Sacktown. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so that was cool, just to uh, just to see her kind of live the the life I used to live. That was kind of cool to just have her check out the places I used to go when I was in high school and and just as a kid and just. I'm sure she the, was uh, comprehending everything and yeah, totally sure. taking She's it all. Totally going to remember. As how every old is she now? <laughs> over just over ten months. So just yeah. over ten months. Yeah. So she not what, she have a job anything. yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a job? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that she was pulling her weight around there Uber because, <laughs> because you know, with uh, with Hollywood Tyler Drake, as we like to call oh, him around geez. the around the office, this man called me from the airport and I <laughs> joked, I joked about him having his sunglasses on, and he's like, "Yeah, I know. I actually just took them off after like I got their security." So this this man is almost as Hollywood as Hollywood. Brown. Okay, well, here's the thing. I like to keep my sunglasses, uh, you know pristine so if you throw them on the hat they're gonna bend a little bit you put them on your uh, shirt they might get ripped out by the baby so the only way to keep them perfect is to just put them on my head you ever heard of a sunglasses case no we don't that's you don't believe in that in north of sack i don't have big enough pockets for a sunglass case bro i mean you got me there i guess <laughs> I, I mean i really don't have a response to that um but yes tyler drake loves wearing sunglasses but anyway it's good to have you back tyler you were at otas yesterday obviously you're at the first installment of otas you're there boots on the ground lucky to have you in studio this time but before we get into the football aspect of it we would kind of be remiss to not mention basically the biggest story surrounding the Cardinals right now, and that's the tragic passing of Jeff Gladney, the cornerback that they had just signed this offseason. Obviously, he hadn't been with the Cardinals for a long time, but nonetheless, it's a human life lost in a car crash just over the weekend. And, I mean, it's hard to put it into words what it can mean for the team, what it means for just everybody there, even if they met him briefly. So instead of us doing it, I'd rather let Vance Joseph do it. Guys are still processing, you know, his his death, obviously. Um, but the football part, that that doesn't stop. You know, we have to figure out, um, you know, ways around uh, not having Jeff because I mean he was going to be a big part of what we did this year. You know, as a starter, at least on 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 nickel downs for us. But that's right now is a backseat, you know, to what's going on. And um, the players right now are still in in a 
processing mode of, you know, not knowing what to feel really. You know, it's a, again, you know, our DB group is really uh, saddened by this. You know, and I told the guys this morning, I said, you know, life is precious not only to you but to the people who in, invest in your life, your parents, your teammates, your, 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 your uh, cousins and your friends, right? That, that's, that, that's so important in life. You know, it's not about you all the time. It's about people who invest in you. And sometimes young folks think it's about me. It's my life. I can do whatever I want. You can't because when those things happen, it affects all of us, right? The folks who invest in you, man, that, that you owe them, you know, and – we make choices, and, and those are free, but the consequences are not. And that's, that, that, that's playing for our guys right now. Yeah, so just really, really, really tragic story there. Uh, was actually on one of the last days of vacation, and that came through. And just, yeah, just a real – makes you really think about it, really puts things in perspective, especially at, at least for me personally. Uh, and, yeah, so – Basically, Cliff uh, Cliff made sure to talk to the team. He had actually known Jeff Gladney a little bit more just from his TCU days and Cliff being at Texas Tech. So was able to talk to the team a little bit more. They actually broke into offense, defense, and then uh, broke into position groups and still you know, made sure to really uh, hit home just on how precious life is and just how much Gladney was trying to get better and trying to get back on track and always had a smile on his face. And you could tell a lot of the guys were really thinking about it. Uh, uh, Rondell Moore said they're actually going to get together after OTAs, after the press conference, after they get all their all their uh, things done, and and have kind of a gathering just to remember uh, Jeff Gladney and, and kind of just realize and and really put in all into perspective just of how precious life is, and uh, you know especially hard for the uh, defensive backs group, understandably, just because they knew him probably the most out of all those guys. So uh, yeah, just terrible situation. You know, usually at this time we're. Wondering about contracts, we're wondering about maybe an injury, we're, run, we're wondering about a guy getting cut, and, and to have this show up is just one of those things that just you, you can't even really fathom what these guys are going through. I mean, that was one of their brothers going into war, and now they've got to not only you know grieve for the guy, but also have to get over and, and you know continue pushing because football doesn't stop. And, and it sucks to like get to that point, and that's just, that's just the nature of this beast, sadly. Right, and, and we will get to that point, and I, I think... A really important thing that that Vance Joseph touched on is, you know, there's more to life than football. Yeah. And there will come a time where we need to discuss the Cardinals cornerback room. And, you know, there won't be a time for probably a while, probably at least this entire season, where when we discuss that, he won't at least be on our minds. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure we'll bring it up all the time. But everybody will know. Now is not that time. His no. life and you know who he was cannot be boiled down to, wow, the Cardinals need to fill a position on the depth chart. You just can't look at it like that. So Yeah, right now it's just, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family, uh, his girlfriend's family and, and yeah, leave it. Let's just right. know, and, give and, him the time. Give and the and time. we wanna, you know, transition away from that and focus on OTAs and focus on football. Obviously we have to bring that up. It, it's terrible. It's absolutely awful. And you know, it's life, man. Life is precious. Understand that, accept that and, and you've kind of got to roll with it. And OTAs did carry on. They had kind of more of a private one on Tuesday to let the players kind of come in and 
just be away from the media, not have to answer these questions, have a day to be together and to deal with it. And then we get to yesterday, Tyler. And yesterday is when the news really started rolling in because, ta-da, guess who showed up to voluntary, yes, voluntary OTAs? It was Kyler Murray. Yeah. Tyler. Kyler Murray was at voluntary OTAs. What does this mean? Are the Cardinals saved? Are there no more problems? Yay. <laughs> woohoo! Let's celebrate. Well, I mean, you could look at it a couple ways. I think it's definitely a good faith move. I think it uh, shows the team that he is willing to be there. I think that also means that there's got to be some kind of progress on talks because if there really wasn't any motion, I don't think he shows up. But also at the same time, I think with the Jeff Gladney passing, that could have also had a factor. We don't know 100% for sure, but that part of it could be something too, which I think that's, if that is the case, that's more respect for Kylie there to, to actually show up for that, even if there's no contract thing going on right now. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I think it's all positive. Uh, there's really nowhere, nowhere else to put it. I mean, everybody was so bummed that he's not showing up for voluntary workouts and he's back. Who knows if he shows up for next week? Cliff already said day to day, but as of this week, he's here. He's it can't be bad, right? I mean, if we didn't want to read too much into him not showing up for voluntary OTAs and you know not make it a big deal because a lot of vets didn't show up to voluntary OTAs. They had a golf tournament with a couple vets (laughs) with the match with JJ. JJ wasn't there yesterday. (laughs) Oh, was he at the match? (laughs) He was. He was like a a commentator. Oh wait, oh I didn't watch the match. I didn't know that he was a commentator. Yeah, he was on there before before they got going. Does JJ Watt hate the Cardinals? That was so he went on Pat McAfee and and spoke about how oh it's a holdout now it's the Donut Gate man him and Zach Ertz. Oh man, which got which got settled today by the way. I didn't see that. Yes, Zach Ertz did get him a pink uh, frosted donut. All is right with the world. Everything's good. Kyler shows up. The donuts are back where they should be. I mean, the Cardinals are ready to. Yeah, this, I mean, if you had any worries about this team, all of that has to be alleviated now, right? <laughs> I mean, Donut Gate is solved and voluntary OTAs are going right. I mean, let's let's not overreact here. It's, it's not the end of the Cardinals' problems and the Cardinals not going to go undefeated this season, but it's a good sign. And like you said, it's probably a good faith move. This doesn't happen if he's not in good standing with the organization. And what I like is this kind of puts the money where Kyler's mouth is. He says he wants to be an Arizona Cardinal. He says he wants to be here. And you can be in this contract negotiation with the team, but at the end of the day, if you want to be here, that means that you take your role as a leader very important and with a lot of weight on your shoulders. And if you do that, then you're there for at least some of voluntary OTAs. You're a veteran. You're the star quarterback. You don't need to be there every single day, every single time. But you should make your presence felt in voluntary OTAs. And he did. And so did some other guys like Hollywood Brown. They got some reps out there today. Sorry, yesterday. it's, It's good to see some of these vets coming back. But like you said, JJ not there. And Kelvin Beecham, when he spoke, he said it's kind of like the first day of school. It's like the first day of school again, uh, even though we'll say that when we get to training camp. But um, it's always great to be uh, with your friends, um, guys that you have, have worked with in the past, and guys that you're still excited to work with in the future. So glad that he's back, glad that we're back, um, and excited to, con- to continue working on you know some of the things we need to work on to be better uh, this coming year. Now the real important question here, Tyler, is did you enjoy the first day of school? Like, were you, like, the type of kid that set their outfit out the night before? Like, shoes to socks to shirt to shorts and planned out what they were going to do and who they were going to say hi to and whatnot the (laughs) night before? Or were you just absolutely dreading it? Oh, man. Uh, Middle school, 
actually elementary school, middle school, and high school Tyler probably put his clothes out, got ready, was real thrilled. I mean, here's the thing, though. From a small small town, we'd have to drive like two hours to go to the nearest mall to get. I thought you were about to say you had to drive two hours to go to school. No, like, no, no, no. Yo, no, no, no what? No. I only do that for work now. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, so we'd have to drive. I mean, we'd head over to like Santa Rosa, San Francisco, Sacramento, Go get a uh, go get a couple outfits for uh, for the new year and yeah then on the way home it's basically all right I'm wearing this but yeah always be like all right I've got to go see my buddies here 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 but and then in college I think it was more so about oh no what am I getting myself into now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I look as the social person in me the first day of school was great for like the first three minutes of every class. Where like you looked around and you saw who was in there and you talked to them and then you kind of had reality set in that you were back in school. But the biggest thing was you only really had the syllabus that you had to go through. Some I don't know. Apparently y'all had a bunch of nice teachers because I had a couple that were like that and I greatly and deeply appreciate them. But I I had homework, man. I had people try to teach me on the first day of school, which I I mean I wasn't about it, but. I couldn't really control my situation. Then. Okay, okay. I guess you're, you're pulling something out of my brain now because now I remember for my honors classes, uh, senior year uh, or junior year, one of the two, we had to read books over the summer. I did not read. The oh, books. dude, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a whole other podcast. We'll we'll get into that when we don't have anything to talk about because, it, yeah, first day of school for for Cardinals OTAs, guys are back and. I liked hearing from people yesterday, and there was actually something that stood out uh, from Rondale Moore, where he talked about getting better himself instead of relying on other people. Being in this league, you have to find ways to obviously continue to get better by yourself, whether that be with the team or um, your off days without the team or whatever the case may be. And to me, that's just a really big theme with this team, because with Kyler not being there, a lot of people have viewed it as... Oh, well, if your star quarterback isn't there, if he's not working out, then how does the team get better? That's just not the case. No. And and, in sticking with Rondell Moore, I've got to say, like, he seems like he's got another level of confidence in him. I mean, last year he really didn't speak with the media that much. And when he did, it wasn't for that long. But we got to talk to him and it was a solid it was a solid eight, nine minutes of just really, really good stuff, really you know, thoughtful responses, not just, you know, let's let's get this over with kind of thing. Like he really broke down and gave us a lot of good info on what he does in the offseason and, and how he's trying to attack it differently than last season. Uh, he's talking about doing Pilates now. So uh, just things to stay durable, things to be available and just, yeah, I, I thought it was a really, 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 really good interview. And you could just tell even on the practice field, like the guy's got a, another level of confidence that's going to be huge this year for, in the slot for this team. I mean, you would hope that he has that confidence because you kind of need him to, because especially for those first six weeks without Hopkins, you would have to imagine he's going to be a huge, huge part of their huge. offense. And And Cliff even said... He imagines Rondale filling that Christian Kirk role. He's worked really hard this offseason. He, he feels like he can step into Christian's role and play at a really high level inside there, and, and we do too. So um, I just think the confidence is, is high right now, and, and he knows he's got a big opportunity coming up. As much as people want to kind of scoff at the money that Christian Kirk got from Jacksonville, there's a reason he got that money. He was able to produce last year. He was an integral part of this Cardinals offense, and now he's gone. So to believe that Rondale Moore 
can step up into that role and to believe that he can give you most of his production, I'd like to pose this question to you. What percentage of Christian Kirk's production do you think Rondale can bring? Is it like, oh, we're going to match it 100 to 100? Are you looking at 75? Or are you going to be happy with like 50? I think, well... With the with just the fact that Hopkins isn't going to be there for six games, I think you've got to say more. I mean, that's the really that's going to be the success of this team is getting those guys involved like Rondell Moore. And so, I would say he could he could put up similar numbers to Christian Kirk for sure. I think I think he could outdo Christian Kirk's numbers. To oh, be really? Honest. Yeah. You think he get close to thousand yards? I mean, Christian Kirk was real close to a thousand, and and I think that there was there was a couple games where I felt like he really took some games off. It just depends on. How can Cliff Kingsbury game plan him, and can they get him over the line of scrimmage? Because the negative .1 yards per reception before the catch isn't going to work with this guy. And even Cliff said it yesterday about how they need to they need to game plan him more. And he, I mean, his route tree has to grow. He has to grow. And Cliff even said people are going to see what he can really do this year. So we'll see. I've never even like it hasn't even crossed my mind to consider. Rondale Moore is a thousand yard guy. Yeah. Like Sneaky. I, like that that just doesn't I don't know, that just doesn't sit in with me. Not that he doesn't have the talent to do it. I think he does, but it, it's just like dang, could we really be sitting here like week 8, week 9 and be like, "Whoa, he's on pace to hit a K." I mean, if he's able to do that in Christian Kirk's role, then I mean, letting him walk for that much money to Jacksonville is a fantastic, Mm -hmm. fantastic move Mm -hmm. because paying him obviously was not in the cards. So Rondale Moore, one of the really big storylines from this OTA, we're going to have to see with him. We could be confident all we want that he's going to be schemed better and that he as an athlete is going to be better and as a player is going to be better, but... I mean, it's tough to really say what's going to happen until we see it out on the field. Are there any other notes from OTAs that that you want to bring up before we kind of transition into some keys for all 17 games for the Cardinals? We're going to get into that in this latter half of the podcast. But is there anything else from OTAs? Anything else from uh, Daryl Williams? That signing has become official. I know we kind of had a live reaction to the reports about that last episode. Now it is official one-year deal. I love Any, that. Anything that just stands out from all of that? I, I think that I think uh, Daryl Williams is a solid ad, especially for what was a veteran minimum. Wow, wow. I mean, he put up numbers. He put up a thousand scrimmage. Like he, he put up numbers, yards. and yeah. he he'll run, he'll catch, he'll give you basically anything you need from that position. And mm. that was one of the spots where you could think, okay, the Cardinals were solidified in the running back room. If if James Connor's your number one, and then I guess if you're going to give Eno and, and Jonathan Ward and Keontae Ingram, if you're going to split them up as your number two, but now you have a solidified number one, you have a solidified number two, and you can kind of use them in the same way. You yep. can use James Connor as a pass-catching threat, and you can do the same thing for Darrell Williams. So if for some reason one of them goes down, or one of them gets hurt for a couple weeks, like this happens in the football season, let's say maybe in the second half of the season, then you have somebody who could step into that role and can kind of produce in a similar way. He's not James Conner, but who's to say he couldn't put up somewhat similar numbers to James yeah. Conner? And he's not coming from a team like Jacksonville. He's coming from a team that won a Super Bowl that is that is in the playoffs every year. Like I mean, Patrick Mahomes even told Cliff, like this is a guy that you want on your team. So, I mean what it really comes down to I mean I think this running back room is solidified you've got Connor you've got Williams you've got Eno you've got Jonathan Ward you've got Keontae Ingram like there's 
I, I don't know who else you bring into that room now. I don't think you really. I, I don't think you should. No. Until you get in the middle of the season and you kind of understand where your room is because I, I think those two guys will work out. I, I really don't see a reality where they don't. And maybe you need a different third guy. But last year, Eno had some good runs. Mm-hmm. Eno had some good stretches. I, I think him and Ward and even Keontae Ingram, who we don't really know a lot about in the NFL, obviously, is he's a rookie. I think that between those three guys. You have your your backup to the backup kind of set. Yeah. I don't think you need to make any other moves. There's a lot of other positions on this Cardinal roster that we will get into that do need to be filled. And a way that they can be filled is with this $10 million in cap space that just got freed up. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. So with uh, Jordan Phillips, remember that name? I do remember <laughs> Jordan Phillips. So uh, his uh, post-June 1st cut gives the uh, Cardinals 10 mil in cap space freed up so it's that's a little, a little wiggle room a little yeah and and with the needs that they have uh you know just adding a couple vets along the defensive line looking at cornerback looking maybe at a vet on uh on the outside linebacker position you know there's there's a couple avenues that could go i think they're set at running back now i think they're pretty much set at wide receiver unless they want to bring in a guy just to see but for the most part i think those are probably the three big areas that they need to go uh, target and I think they could split that money up between maybe two or three guys. I mean, you have to imagine that there will be moves somewhat soon because we're kind of at that point in free agency where things Slim are pickings. dying down, and, and that's why Daryl Williams ended up here on a, on a vetman one year contract. The reason why it took a little longer is because he was looking for more, and the reality is a lot of these guys that are still out there right now were looking for money that they weren't going to get. So now a lot of them have to settle, and yep. the Cardinals now have ten million dollars to try to get at minimum, at least one more of those guys who will settle, possibly a couple more depending on how low they're able to go. But we mentioned Daryl Williams and we mentioned the Chiefs, and I think there's no better transition (laughs) into what is a very interesting Cardinal schedule because it starts off really rough, and then after that, it gets a little bit better. There's a little bit of a breath of fresh air after the first three weeks. So, Tyler, we've been promising it for a little bit. We are not getting into our official win-loss predictions because with that $10 million and with so much time left in the offseason, the entire roster is not going to be filled out right now. So there will be a different Cardinals team at the beginning of the season than there is now. Not drastically different. Kyler Murray will be there, but it'll be a little bit different. So we can get a general idea of all of these games. But we don't want to give our official win-loss predictions and, hey, you know, we got a lot of time in this offseason. Let's just get into it on a more general level. So when I say the Kansas City Chiefs on September 11th at 1.25 p.m., what stands out to you, Tyler? Patrick Mahomes versus Cliff Kingsbury. Versus Cliff Kingsbury. Just the... Just the uh... The student versus master part one of this Cardinals Is Cliff schedule. the student in this one? Mm. Okay, the college, the college student, and the college master. Let's say, let's say that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, I would say that for sure. I think the biggest thing for me that I'm going to be watching is, uh, you know, the edge and the edges, and uh, you know, most more specifically, the one opposite Marcus Golden. And then it's going to be really the what do the DBs do? How how do they how do they play against Patrick Mahomes? This guy is a gunslinger. How do you? How do you play against that? I'm really excited for, no matter what happens, just the vast overreaction that, yes, us included, 
everybody's going to have after week one. Because if they get blown out, if they blow Kansas City out, it's going to be this is the best team or this is the worst team of all time. But to me, the big key to this game is let's start strong. Yeah. I'm not saying let's start with a win because it's the Kansas City Chiefs. You could play a really good game and you could lose by three points. Yeah. But that's what needs to happen. You cannot come out in week one and get rolled over. Yeah. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what happens. If you're a playoff team and you're somebody who's trying to shake this awful cloud over your team from the end of last season, you need to come out week one and you need to punch your opponent in the mouth. Now, you get you might get punched back. And that's fine because you're fighting basically the football version of like Mike Tyson. But if you get punched, you need to make it a fight. Yeah, it can't be like a 30 to 7. No, you it can't like, be that. It just can't because the schedule starts off too hard. This season has too much writing on it. There's too many narratives to be written. And this team has not shown that they're mentally tough enough to come back from that. Yep. And maybe that's changed in this offseason, but I can't say that it's changed until I see it. Yeah, we'll so, see. So week one against the Chiefs, you better be playing your heart out like it's week 17 and the playoffs are on the line. Well, and shout out to them, too, for getting Daryl Williams because they've got a little yeah. bit of a spy that they can at least pick the brain of. So, Or at least give the ball to him and he'll know what to do in the open field. Yeah. And obviously this is a different Kansas City team yeah. than, than last year. No Tyreek Hill is probably the, the biggest loss of them all, but obviously the Cardinals don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. So you're both down one of your stars from last year, one of your main focal points of the offense, and you have two quarterbacks that Kyler's not on the same level of Patrick Mahomes, but the base level talent is pretty similar. Yeah guy can run he can sling it downfield he's athletic he makes throws that other people can't make I mean there are comparisons here you need to compete with this team yep you cannot be going into week two against Las Vegas with your head down low you need to at least have your head high even if it's a loss yeah so my key is to not give Chandler Jones a sack in week two Oh. oh no matter what you do no matter how you do it you cannot let Chandler Jones eat up Kyler Murray. Okay, so I'll take that and I'll say, let, let's be real. I, I think we're going to probably see a sack. I, it's probably going to be like the first play. Chandler Jones might go berserk just because it's the fact that it's the Cardinals. But I think what it comes down to is when he gets the sack, if when he gets the sack, how does this team respond? Do they come back and, you know, still drive do they still have an offense or do they absolutely fall apart I think that's the biggest thing like you said for uh for the offseason or for after what we saw last year how do they come back after getting hit in the mouth I mean they could get hit in the mouth hard one play does that does that is are they completely done they got they got sacked by Chandler Jones are they done are they going to come back and throw one over the top and score a touchdown yeah especially by somebody that you know could have been on your team I, I mean obviously the price tag maybe was a little bit out there but it in a neutral world, there's a reality that Chandler Jones is on this is on his the same football team that he was last year. Mm-hmm. Now, since it's the Arizona Cardinals, that didn't happen, <laughs> and they didn't want to spend that money. And I'm sure that that's probably a little bitter to him, as happy as he as he is in Oakland. I, I'm sorry, Las Vegas. I said Oakland last time too. You did. It just it just doesn't make sense to me yet. It's the same. It's especially the same from the, the guy who used to grow up over like. Oh, in I'm that sure. Area. Oh, it's I, always. I'm sure, weird. and I mean. Uh, like the 17 weeks, the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I, I mean, I just uh, my I still brain get is confused still on the Los terms. Angeles Chargers. They should be in San Diego. They, they really should. I mean, I guess they've been making the most of their LA time. I mean, they've got a real revamped team, and they're probably 
my AFC team that I'm looking forward to watching the yeah. most. But man, you're the San Diego Chargers. You know it, I know it. Let's just go back yep. to it. But yeah, the key is to play in uh Oakland for the Cardinals uh, in week two. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. No, look, you just can't get punched in the mouth by Chandler Jones. You can't let Chandler Jones establish his dominance. Yeah, you can't let him dictate the game. That's fine. If he gets a sack, he's probably going to get one. Kyler Murray, you better jump right back up and you better keep going down the field like you said because that really is, really is, to me, first drive, second drive, third drive, that's all I'm going to be looking mm-hmm. for is what is Chandler Jones doing? Does this offensive line have enough to stop him? And what happens if he gets to Kyler? Exactly. So week three, the third stage of the gauntlet, the reigning Super Bowl champions who might, who might, and I say this lightly, <laughs> very lightly, not have Aaron Donald. Uh, I, I, there's not a world that I see him. Not Let me dream. Playing. Let me dream, <laughs> Tyler. Because I know, you know, we all know that that man will be playing football next year. Yeah. And that him going out and saying he'd be at peace with not playing is merely a negotiation tactic. Whether it's true or not, and honestly, I believe it's true, I believe he'd be fine with not playing. I still believe he wants to play. And if he wants to play, hey, if you're the Los Angeles Rams, you should probably pay Aaron Donald all that money. I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen. But logically, yeah. you should pay Aaron Donald literally every single penny that your organization makes. Yeah, have, let him have a stake in the team. Whatever. Why not? I mean, yeah, that's uh, he's a game changer. I mean, hey, if team. he asks for a stake in the team, who's going to stop him? Not me. Who, who's going who's gonna to stop Aaron <laughs> Donald from taking a portion of the team? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Absolutely no. nobody. He's Aaron freaking Donald. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the key to this game. I know that we're kind of saying, oh, well, the early parts of each games are the key to the games. But, like, dude, you're facing the Los Angeles Rams for the first time after your wild card meltdown. If you start off this game like bums. Yeah, you have to come out hot. If you turn the ball over, if you go three and out and Kyler gets obliterated by Aaron Donald twice, I have no feelings except for that this team would crumble. The O-line needs to set the standard. O-line. O-line needs to set the standard. Because what did we see right away when the Rams played them last time? Just getting blown up. They, they have to set the standard. What a test for two weeks of this offensive line. I'm not exactly up to date on Kansas City's defensive line, but I know that Las Vegas and I know that L.A., they've got some weapons. Yeah. And if we're being honest, offensive line has been one of those positions that, yes, they, they've got Will Hernandez, but they're going to need... To yeah. kind of see them step up this year. The right, and the it's right a little bit of a question mark. For sure. It's a little bit up. of a question mark. Yep. Is there anything else into this game? Los Angeles, I think obviously it's just, Aaron Donald, obviously the mental aspect of it, but And it's it's how do you compete with Allen Robinson on that team now? That's that's what I'm saying, man. Like they've got a new toy to play with. And yeah. now you're hitting week three. I mean, there's a chance this guy could have back to back hundred yard receiving games already by yep. by now, and the the corner the quarterback room is gonna get tested. I mean Matt Stafford is good. He's good. He's solid. And now Allen Robinson's in the best situation he's ever been in in his entire life. Yeah. He actually has a quarterback. Oh, God, man. The Rams are so good. Yeah, they are. Anyway, let's go to week four. I don't want to I don't want to look at week three anymore. I, we'll have enough to talk about, I'm yeah. sure, at the beginning of the season. All right. My big key for week four is let's not repeat last year. 
You're facing the Carolina Panthers. This is a must-win game. I do not care if you are 3-0. and I don't care. If you beat the Chiefs, you beat the Raiders, and you beat the Rams, this is a must-win Week 4 game. Yeah. And let me tell you why, Tyler. Because last year, this team, the Carolina Panthers, came in and just absolutely took you down at home. Embarrassed. Just embarrassed you. Yep. I was embarrassed watching. Cam Newton scored touchdowns in that game. He said, I'm back. Yeah. And then he proceeded to not be back the rest of the season. <laughs> so that's, yeah, you can't let that kind of thing happen. Like, on, honestly, honestly, I think week four is more of a must-win game than one or two. Yeah, because they're supposed to win that Exactly. Game. Like, one and two, if they lose, they, they come out there, whatever, that's a you-need-to-compete game. Yeah. I don't give a crap. If you compete, no, with the Carolina Panthers, this should not the, the teams are completely different. If Sam Darnold dices up your defense, you need to retire. Yeah, you need to look in the mirror for sure. Yeah, like we need to figure out an NFL G League. <laughs> like, no, no, you cannot lose. No, you can't. You cannot lose to the you Carolina can't. Panthers. You you just can't. And there can't be, and and it and it shouldn't even be close. I think that's the biggest key for me is like step. Step on their throats and don't look back. Plain and simple. I see the game-winning field goal happening right now. Oh. I see just, I just see it in my brain. Yeah. So your key to week four is don't lose. <laughs> your key is, <laughs> is don't lose to the Panthers, man. It, it really is that simple, though. Week five, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. This one's interesting. This one's interesting because I have no idea how good Philly is going to be. Yeah, they're 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 wild card. They like they, a, they they've got talent. Yeah. They weren't supposed to be good last year. They end up making the playoffs, which is like quite the feat Weird. in the NFL to be a team yeah. that really wasn't competing. That division was ugh though. Yeah, that and is they true. probably will be ugh this year too. Yeah. So I just I, for me I think it's gonna be don't let uh Jalen Hurts get comfortable. Yeah. I think that's really the, that's how that team goes, is is give him enough grief to where he can't get in a groove. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I I was definitely thinking Jalen Hurts centered because he's very up and down. And when he's up, he's up. He's up. He's a dual but threat when he's guy. Down, oof. Yeah, you can really take advantage of that. And this is something that you should be coming off of a confidence builder in Week Four. Yeah, you should be coming off of taking down Carolina, getting that monkey off your back from last year, and now you're going in against Philadelphia. You know, a, a team that's decent. There's a chance that, that Philly at this point has a winning record in this season. I mean, like you said, they're up and down, and, and they could be up for the beginning of the season. So this could be a great test for the defense. I think this is going to be a great test for the defensive line. Yeah. Because obviously Mahomes is a dual-threat quarterback. That's great. But then weeks two, three, and four, you've got Derek Carr, you've got Matt Stafford, and you've got Sam Darnold. Now, there was that one game last year that Sam Darnold ran for two touchdowns. Yeah. But those guys aren't running threats. Those guys just simply are not running threats. And now your line's really going to get tested. You're you're five weeks into the season. You've got a dual-threat quarterback that is not on the same level of Patrick Mahomes. You should relatively take care of this guy. Mm -hmm. You should. Yep. So to me, I'll be looking at defensive line. I'll be looking at Zayvon Collins. I'll be looking at Isaiah Simmons. Really, those two guys. 
Because now we're five weeks into the season. You shouldn't be at the learning stages anymore. Mm-hmm. I do not want to hear Vance Joseph say, oh, yeah, it's just these young guys and we're uh, we're taking their time and we're getting them adjusted to the positions that they need to be in and the roles that they're taking as the Mike linebacker. And play- no, 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 no. Yeah, you need to see you something need from to, the inside linebackers. You, you need, need to, to see producing. you need to see him be a quarterback of that defense. Absolutely. By week five, you need to. So our keys to the game so far, week one, Kansas City, is compete. Week two is don't let Chandler Jones run all over you and get the momentum. Yep. Week three, Allen Robinson and Aaron Donald. That's obviously a pretty big key. Week four is don't lose. <laughs> Great football analysis here. And week five is contain Jalen Hurts. Really test that defensive line. Now we get to week six. This will be the weirdest game of the season. I'm, I'm calling it now. At the Seattle Seahawks at 1.05 p.m. Mm-hmm. in the afternoon. This game's going to be freaky, Tyler. Yep. My key to this game is get more safeties than the other team. <laughs> My key is don't play down to the competition. Yeah, 100%. Because man. this is not the Seattle team that everybody came to know. This is not the Legion of Boom anymore. This is the Legion of Doom and Gloom. There should be no reason why this Arizona team cannot beat this Seattle team by 15, 20 points. But it's NFC West. It's always weird with this team, but it's just, th- there's no reason. Th- this th- team stopped you from winning the NFC West last year. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and let's it's... not forget that they came in to State Farm Stadium with absolutely not a single thing to play for. Yep. Not a single thing. And they beat you when you had really a lot going on and on the line. Losing that game to Seattle was one of the bigger major failing points at the end of last season, and it kind of gets glossed over because it's in between the start of the collapse and the end of the collapse. But if they beat Seattle, we could be talking about a completely different postseason because the Cardinals win the West. You need to to beat this team too, man. Don't be embarrassed. You you cannot play down, like you said. You cannot yeah. play down to the Seattle Seahawks this year. You're getting they're getting led by Drew Locke. There if is, you are oh. who you say you are, yep. As the as the Arizona Cardinals, yep. If you say that that you've changed from last season and you've schemed differently Here's and you're ready to take on things differently, you cannot lose to Seattle. I don't care if it's in Seattle. Mm-mm. I don't. Mm-mm. Week seven, October twentieth. 5.15 p.m. on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Amazon Prime video against the New Orleans Saints. A Tyron Matthew revenge game. Ooh, yeah. He's back home in the bayou. So is Jarvis Landry. Yep. Jameis Winston's back. I kind of like this Saints team. Uh, At least on offense. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. least on offense. So my key to the game... Is you need to get Jameis to throw two picks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, J- Jameis can't get through the game without throwing an interception. I don't care if he throws three touchdowns. That's, I mean, yeah, that's typical. Get two picks. Him. Yeah, two picks. Yeah, that's what you need to do. This should be. Let I keep the, on using let the, the word, Saints beat themselves. I keep on using the word confidence booster, but if there's anything the Cardinals needed this season, it's a confidence booster. So that's kind of the key to every game. This should be a confidence booster for your secondary. Yep. Yeah, you might get a touchdown thrown on you, but you can chalk that up to Jarvis Landry. You get Marco Wilson to get interception or something you need, like that. You need huge, some picks. Huge, huge, yeah. You need some picks. You need some kind of game-changing plays. There we plays. go. That's, that's the key. Have, Mark, have, a, have a 
ball out game for Marco Wilson. That's my. I like that. Week seven, the Marco Wilson game. Let's mark that down. We're going to keep that. He's going to have three interceptions that week. We're going <laughs> to call it right here. Just the same way we called Darrell Williams. Yeah. All right. Week eight at the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. 10 a.m. Early game. Key to this one is don't let Patrick Peterson do anything cool. Yeah. Yep. Because that's going to make me mad. Yeah. That's going to make everybody mad, I think. <laughs> do not let Patrick Peterson do anything cool. You should target that man down the field. Hop, Hop is back by this week, is he not? Yeah, week seven he's back. Yeah. So he, he's back for his week seven. I, I We probably should have mentioned that against the Saints. Your key to the game is get DeAndre Hopkins, get the rust off of Hop. <laughs> okay, yeah. so my key to week eight, DeAndre Hopkins, I want you to have two touchdowns and over 100 yards receiving. Yeah. Make, I uh, want you to make your presence win, felt. Win the P2 battle for Hop. Oh, God, he better. If Patrick Peterson outplays DeAndre Hopkins in week eight, I'll stop doing the podcast. Whoa. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that. I have too much fun with you, Tyler. <laughs> but I, I will be severely depressed if Patrick Peterson outduels DeAndre Hopkins. But to me, I mean, yeah, you just need, at this point, like week eight, this needs to be the DeAndre Hopkins game. Yeah. Like this is what I'm circling down. Week eight, or maybe even week nine at home against the Seahawks. One of those two games, I need DeAndre Hopkins to go absolutely nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Anything else from Vikings or Week 9 against Seahawks that... No, Seahawks, I would just say... Sweep them. Yeah, yeah. Sweep them, man. Don't look back. All right. Week 10 at the Los Angeles Rams. There's a good chance at this point of the season, this is the Cardinals' tipping point. Couple games over 500. Couple games under five hundred. Right around on hard, hard knocks is probably exactly showing up. Exactly five hundred. Hard knocks is there. They've probably been there for about a week or two. Hopkins is back. He's got the rush shaken off of him. You are firmly in the second half of the season now, and you're taking on a really good team. This is the gut test. Show you're a competitor. Because man, you could be a couple games under five hundred. If you end the season strong, you can make the playoffs. Yeah. This is your gut test. Yep. This is your, we held Matt Stafford to 175 yards passing, and Kyler Murray somehow dominated the, the Rams. Yeah. This is what needs to happen. This is your superstars put your team yep. on the back yep. and absolutely gut check game. Kyler, I need you to have at least 250 combined yards. 250, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Like, you have to. Yeah. Especially if week three doesn't go the way that you think it's going to go at home oh, yeah, against got, the Rams. Yeah, yep. This is your gut test. Like, this to me could completely catapult or sink the Cardinals' season. Yeah. Yep. Because if they were bad and they've been down and they had a bad first half of the season, then they come in against LA and they lay another stinker. I don't see them competing for weeks 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And AT, I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't. This is the gut check. Yep. We're going to get to this game, and there's going to be a little bit of a different feeling about this one. Yep. Week 11 in Mexico City, Estadio Azteca against the San Francisco 49ers. First matchup against the 49ers all year. Mm-hmm. My key is who's playing quarterback. 
Are you playing Trey Lance or are you playing Jimmy Garoppolo? I feel like it's going to be Trey. Kind of has to be. Has to be. And if that's the point, get to that guy early. Yeah, don't let him build up confidence. Don't let him build up any confidence. It's in an international game. There should be... Weird stuff always happens in a neutral zone game. And it could be half and half Niners, Cardinals fans, too. Like, let's be honest. But I think what... Well, let's let's be honest. It'll probably be more Niners fans. Actually, I don't know. Cardinals fans travel well. Cardinals have a footprint over there. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals fans travel well. So I'm a little mistaken on that. But... Yeah, it's just... it's Weird stuff happens in non... Yep. Home or away Always. games. This is a neutral game. Weird stuff is going to happen. And that means you cannot let Trey Lance get Get to going. the rookie quarterback. Yeah. Get him uncomfortable. This will be the first game of any kind like this that Trey Lance will have played. Because mm-hmm. what they don't have a game in Mexico City earlier in the season, do they? Mm-mm. No. So, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let Trey Lance get comfortable. Get that defensive line. It's going to be loud. Keep that, keep that defense, that Niners defense on the field as long as possible. That's the other one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Make don't let them Brandon tired. Ayuk, don't let Brandon Ayuk beat you deep either. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just see like a big Brandon Ayuk. Who knows if happen. Debo's even there? Yeah. Who knows? The, 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 this Niners team could be so different by the time we get there. They But they're kind of like cockroaches, aren't they? They're always alive. Somehow. You can't kill them. Somehow. They, last season, I swear, we were writing them off. And, and not the collective we is me and you, Tyler. But just like the general vibe of the NFC West was, oh man, the Cardinals and the Rams, the Cardinals and the Rams, the 49ers and the Seahawks, they're done. And well, guess who ended up going way farther in the playoffs than the Cardinals? Yep. It's the 49ers. So they stay alive kind of no matter what happens. They're well coached and take away their quarterback and it all falls from there. Week 12, my lord. I'm excited and terrified for this game. (laughs) Against the Los Angeles Chargers. Ugh. Dude, man, I don't even know what my key to the game is. Besides, everybody has to play well. Yeah, this needs to be a full this, full team effort. Nobody can nobody can make up for the other side. Like everybody needs to be on their p's and q's. Like Cliff Kingsbury says. I don't know if I'm alone in this. I've got this gut feeling, man. Chargers are going to have the best record in the NFL. I think they'll have the best record in AFC West. That's going to be the best record in the NFL. Maybe. They, uh, that's the problem, though. they got to face their own division. That, that division is going to eat each other alive. I think that's going to be the alive. impressive part. I think by the time that we get to Week 12, we're going to be sitting there like, how do the Chargers have one or two losses? Mm-hmm. I, there's just something about them, man. Herbert's getting yoked. Yep. He's big. You just traded for <laughs> Khalil Mack. Ugh, for, like, nothing. Like, dude, you're adding so much to this team. Yep. And Austin Eckler. You know, the way they went out last season, I'm sure they'd like to rectify that. Oh, yeah. So, I I see the Chargers as being really good this year. You're coming off L.A. You're coming off San Francisco. I don't want to chalk this up as a loss, but you're going to need all parts of the machine rolling at high, high levels to take down this team. You're going into a bye week, though, so it's going to be all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to rest afterwards. You've got to put your all into this game. Every second, yep. Because if you beat the Chargers into what I'm expecting them to be, that's a big morale boost going into your bye week. You don't want to sit on that bye week. You don't want to sit on a loss for that. No. Especially because the Cardinals have not been the best after bye weeks in the last couple years. And that's something they even talked about last year. Yep. So going into this bye, you need that momentum. You need to beat that good team. It's going to be hard. I don't know if they can do it. But you need to... At least put up the best possible fight that you can. Yep. All right. Any keys for the bye week, Tyler? 
Get healthy. Don't get rest comfortable. Up. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, week 14. <laughs> Not much to talk about when it comes to the bye. The Patriots, December 12th, 6.15 p.m., taking on the Patriots. Key to the game, what does Mac Jones look like? Yeah. What? Is he going to be, like, really good, or is he just going to be solid? Mm -hmm. Because if he's just solid, I'm not really worried about this team. If he's solid, then what you need to do is you just need to play a good football game. You need to get back in back on the to, bike. You need to coach a good football game. Ooh. This is the this student is the and the master, master yeah, part This is two. the real yeah. master and the apprentice. Belichick yeah. Yeah, master and, apprentice and Kingsbury. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, it, this, is, this is don't let Belichick completely outcoach you. That's what it comes down to. Do you think that can happen? Like, Do you think that Cliff can avoid that? I think he could. I think he's got the talent to do it. He just has to put the pieces in the right spot. He can't have Rondell Moore catching the ball behind the, behind the line hey, of scrimmage. Hey, let's, let's not be remiss here. We're in week 14. This is the second half of the yeah. season. Yeah. This is where, for lack of a better term, it gets real for the Cardinals. And I don't care if the Patriots have two wins. They got Belichick out there, man. They're going to be good. They're going to put up a fight. Yep. This is the second half of the season. Out coach Bill Belichick. That's a good sign. I don't even know if you need to out coach him. Just don't let him completely Run embarrass laps you. you and the coaching circle. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that can happen. I don't know if it will. Keep him on his toes. That's a good yeah. one. Okay, keep, keep him, on, him his on his toes. At this point, I'd like to see them not save something for the second half of the season when it comes to a new recall on the offense, but I want to see a can. A continuation of evolution. I want to see coming off of a bye week something new. I want to see them say, hey, we're not comfortable. I don't care if they're four or five games above 500. You can't come into this bye week resting on your laurels. So come in, have something new. Like you said, don't get out coached by Belichick. Yep. Week 15, home stretch here, Tyler. Denver Broncos <laughs> at Denver. Your old friend, Russell Wilson. You can't escape them. No. You can run. You can hide. You could be in a different division. The Cardinals still have to play Russell Wilson. Yep. That's just the law of the land. So my key to the game is don't let Russ cook. Yeah. Don't let Russ cook. Remind him uh, of the division that he left. Get to the quarterback. Yeah. Get to the quarterback. Get yep. him uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't let him use Jerry Judy. Don't let him use that offense. Cortland Sutton. Get to him. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I mean, that's not it. Russell Wilson's really good, but just get to the quarterback. On the road, in Denver, you don't want to have your defense out there for long no. periods of time. Get off the field. Yeah. You need to get out and then get out again. Get yep. out there and then get off. Yep. That, that's what needs to happen. You can't be having these 90-yard drives that Russell Wilson likes to orchestrate with his back against his opposite, opposite end zone. Like You can't let that happen. Win the third down battle. There you go. Win the third down battle. I hope everybody's writing these down, because I'm totally not going to remember <laughs> any of these. Week 16, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oof. <laughs> uh, the key to the game is to take Tom Brady's special youth potion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The secret stuff. Yep. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, that's... Make up for, uh, make up for last year's Christmas festivities. Oh yeah, this is this is on Christmas. <laughs> Key to the game, 
Don't have a big Christmas dinner beforehand. Don't get coal. Don't get coal. 620. Tom Brady on Christmas. That's a tough, that's a tough hand to yeah. be dealt to the Cardinals. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, week 17. <laughs> week 16. Don't get coal. Week 17. New year. 2023. The Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta, yeah. The Atlanta Falcons. Just beat them, dude. They're not good. There's, yeah, Just there, beat them. There's, that's, this should be that's your cakewalk. That's the other one of like, there should be no questions. This should be your cakewalk. If there is any questions, there's some very, very, very big glaring issues. You lose week 17 to Atlanta. Without Calvin Ridley. And then you're Without not in the Matt playoffs. Ryan, you're on. not in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah you're not making If Marcus Mariota tears your team exactly. up in week 17, you're yep. done. You're toast. Yep. Week 18 at San Francisco. There's a chance that this game really determines a lot. For either or, really. Really. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Key to the game? This is week 18. You need to end this season strong. strong. Even if, like, even I don't if, care you, if you're five games above 500. I don't care if you're yeah. five games below Even if you're not making the playoffs, don't have a bad taste in your mouth like you did last season. Because we'd all feel a lot better about last season if they were middling and won their last game against the Seahawks by a lot of points instead of what actually happened. Yes. Can we not, please, just not spend an entire offseason, an entire offseason, talking about the worst loss of all time as the last game of the, the season? <laughs> That'd be great. Can we just avoid that, please? That'd be great. Oh, there you go, man. That's all 18, yeah. 18 weeks. That was yeah, a lot. That was. Wasn't it? I hope you guys are writing it down. The test will be tweeted out from the AZ Cardinals uh, Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it won't. And obviously, not an in-depth breakdown at all. I mean, we're just basically going through and giving notes as to what we think. When we have a better idea of what the roster is going to look like, maybe some things change between now and the start of the season, you'll get our official record prediction, all of that. That's going to be a whole contained episode in its own. But this time we had to bring you some OTA news, obviously talk about Jeff Gladney, discuss that $10 million in cap space, and then just take a little precursor, man. This is just a little look into the season, kind of get an idea of what's going on, a lay of the land. It's only June. I say that even though it's the offseason's gone by pretty fast, but it's only June. A couple months, training camp starts, we get into the season, and we'll get you a full actual win-loss prediction then. But until then, for Tyler Drake, you can read all of his fine, fantastic, beautiful work covering the Cardinals, covering OTAs, and everything you really need to know about anything Arizona sports over on, you guessed it, ArizonaSports.com. Obviously, you can follow him at on Twitter at tdrake for sports You can follow myself on Twitter at EricRuby987, the show at AZ Cards Corner. Check out all of our past episodes, a lot of really good stuff. Again, all of Tyler's Cardinals coverage. Check him out. And we will be back. There are more OTAs. Hopefully, a Kyler contract is signed in a month, a couple weeks. We'll see. When we know, you'll know, and we'll talk to you guys then.